the one we have waited our entire lives for. Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... Welcome to the MMA for Money Show, episode 92. I'm your host, as always, Mike Copenover, aka Real Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Don't Cope Just Win. I'm joined with my producer and good buddy of the show, T. How you doing, T? You're on you're on mute, T. No, I'm still muted. Glad to be here. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, we'll this episode we'll be we're talking about the UFC Vegas 28 uh, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, looking forward to some MMA combat in our life after a week off. Uh, it's really weird when we don't have any MMA. Uh, it really gets to me. And that it, there's like literally, you know, this is stick and ball sports that, you know, we get excited about, but it's just nothing like MMA fuels my fire. So um, first off, I want to uh, just to go over our May betting recap. Um, there was, uh, I think, four events over the, the over May. Um, the first betting <clears throat> over May, the first event was May 1st, Reyes versus Prachakna. We cashed one, one and oh, that event. We went for Marab Davishelli. We cashed one unit. May 8th, Watterson versus Rodriguez. We cashed Carlson Harris for plus one unit. So we were up two units. And then on May 15th, we put out three bets. Uh, one of them was a double bet on Benil Dariush uh, that we won, uh, that we won two units. And then we put two units out on a couple other fighters who, who lost. One was Chandler and the other was Soriano. But that ended up being an even night. So we were still up two units for the month of May. And then on May 22nd, we won two units with our boy Rob Font to beat Cody Garbrandt, plus two more units. So four units for the MMA for Money show over the, the month of May for the $100 better. So uh, you're welcome for that. So five and two on bets. So let's fucking go, baby. First off, I want to shout out to our sponsors. The first sponsor of the show is Melon Brand Hats, M-E-L-I-N.com. And my boy, Brian McDonald's, one of the co-founders, and he literally in high school talked about having a luxury line of hats, would have really intricate patterns and nice uh, just materials. And it sure shit came to fruition. And it's just really cool to see him. He sponsors guys like Michael Chandler, Phil Mickelson, who won the PGA Championship last week. Um, so shout out to Melon Brand Hats. Go get yourself a luxury line hat. They're sick, man. Uh, second up is the Fokai Stuff, F-O-K-A-I Stuff.com. My boys from Guam, uh, shout out to my boy Rome, who gave me the chance to spit his gear and, and just uh, and to sport it. So go get yourself um, some fight gear, whether it's wraps, shirts, uh, socks, jackets, beanies. They got some of the dopest stuff. Uh, so shout out to Fokai Stuff for, you know, the love. And the last but not least is Spliff Seeds, um, Amsterdam. S-P-L-I-F-F seeds. If you go and look at the specific strain lemon cream kush, the female, that's my lady up on the picture that's uh, featured there. So shout out to Spliff Seeds for always supplying genetics here over in, the, in California. Go get yourself some genetics for the growing season. So with that said, I just want to thank all of our sponsors there. Uh, another sponsor that I'd like to thank is Ryan Richardson, Kick Your Bass. Um, from Ryan, uh, Ryan Richardson, Kick Your Bass on Twitter, uh, professional fisherman, an extraordinaire, an awesome dude. Shout out to Jackie Girl here from Kansas City. Primetime, uh, Papa Prime himself is in the house. Shout out shout out to you, my dude. Uh, your package will be there soon, my man. And then uh, just want to go over last night, the Ultimate Fighter 
uh, debuted again, finally, after a couple of years off, the Ultimate Fighter season 29. And you know, I'm a big tough fan with my brother's jersey over here with tough season six, uh, my brother War Machine. So definitely love watching Ultimate Fighter and all the fights and drama that goes on. So this season we have the the two coaches are Volkanovski and Brian Ortega. And man, uh, right off the bat, it got me super interested in just seeing the different dynamics between the two. Um, the, the picks for Volkanovski, Volkanovski got flipped, they flipped the coin and Vol- team Volkanovski got the first pick. And with the first pick, the team Volkanovski took Mitch Raposo, who was a bantamweight fighter. And then team Ortega fired back immediately with a bantamweight fighter, da- Daniel Argueta. Um, and then I'll uh, just read off the, the teams. Now, uh, the second pick for Volkanovski was Ryder Newman, middleweight. Third pick was Dustin Lampros, bantamweight. Fourth pick was Gilbert Urbina, middleweight. Fifth pick was Ricky Tercios. Ter- <laughs> I'm saying that terribly. Bantamweight. He's actually really good and going to be fun to watch. Really uh, just unorthodox and strange. But so six fighters, Aaron Phillips, middleweight for Volkanovski. Brad, uh, Brady Highstand was uh, next bantamweight, number seven. Number eight was Brian Battle, middleweight. And that was the last one for Team Volkanovski. And then Team Ortega, like I said, first pick was Daniel Aguero, bantamweight. Second pick was Andre Petrovsky, middleweight. Third was Ludic Solsholman, Sholion, uh, bantamweight. Fourth was Treshawn Gore, who's middleweight. And fifth was Josh Renninghouse, bantamweight. Sixth pick was Miles Hunzinger, middleweight. Seventh was Vince Murdoch, bantamweight. And number eight pick for Team Ortega was Cameron Lechonov, uh, middleweight. So uh, the first fight of the, the whole uh, Ultimate Fighter was um, Petro- uh, or Team Ortega got the first pick since Team Volkanovski got the first pick on fighters, so Team Ortega selected Petrovsky to fight Phillips first. Um, what, what we learned here was that uh, uh, Petrovsky is a super successful NCAA D1 wrestler. Um, dude, he's got a body like a Gotti. No kidding. He's just solid, looks like a standard wrestler. Um, he trains with Henzo Gracie in Philadelphia. Um, he fought a guy named uh, F- uh, Phillips. Uh, his last name's Phillips. Um, he was was five and two formally out of Alaska. Uh, it, right off the bat, he's, he was literally talking about how he learned most of his jujitsu and his training off of YouTube. And I, and I just wanted to bet everything in my mother on Petrovsky. <laughs> literally, if you could bet on this fight, I would have just hammered and slammed every single thing on there. Um, because I just knew that he was going to win. It just was, it's just easy money. So Petrovsky, like I said, D1 NCAA wrestler took uh, uh, Phillips down quite easily. He got him in a, an arm and guillotine choke and, and subbed him, made him tap of uh, round one. So real easy win for team Ortega. And uh, next up the the next fight of the season will be uh, Ludic Shulman to go against Volkanovski's first overall pick, Mitch Raposo. So next week should be a great fight. And so make sure you tune in to watch that. Um, with that said, you know, going into this, dude, the performance, the, what the UFC has made for the fighters, man, the, the gym, uh, the new fighting arena, every single thing, the tough house, it was absolutely gorgeous. And it's really cool to see the fighters walk in the house. Um, some of them, you know, don't come for money and then never seen the, the likes of, uh, you know, just a big mansion, a jacuzzi and the likes. So it's real cool to see their reactions to walking into the, the house. 
Um, yeah, hopefully they appreciate the gym and everything that Dana White and them set up because it is really sick. And for all the people uh, around Las Vegas and fighters that are going to be able to enjoy what they built for the ultimate fight team, the ultimate fighter is really cool. So um, with that said, uh, coaching strategies, I really uh, team Ortega got me right off the bat. I'm team Ortega for life right now. Uh, there's no way Volkanovski is going to get me to go over uh, team Ortega was just super. He was just really strategic. He had a really, um, laid out game plan, what to do with his fighters and what he was, what he expected. And uh, Volkanovski seemed a little bit more like deer in headlights. And it was just a little bit of a, um, just more scatterbrained. I really liked how uh, Ortega implemented uh, what he's learned from Ren Henry Gracie, who's his sensei um, at Gracie Jiu Jitsu, his fight team. Um, I just, I think that he implements, uh, he's, you know, team Ortega, Brian Ortega in the, the first episode said he used to coach, which is true. A lot of the fighters, uh, especially like my brother War Machine used to do the kids MMA class and other classes at that to teach to make money. So uh, Brian Ortega is used to coaching and he, he said he loves it. So you could really tell that he he's taken the role um, and running with it. And so I'm really stoked to watch the season of the Ultimate Fighter. It's been a long time since I've been excited to watch it. And so uh, I just can't wait to watch Team Ortega roll here. Um, so with that said, I just wanted to give you a little bit of preview of, or review of last the U Ultimate Fighter from – uh, yesterday so which is cool because we were going at wednesdays now we can dip into that a little bit so with that said we're going to jump into ufc vegas 28 on saturday on june 5th the first fight of the prelims is going to be claudio poelas who's 25 years old he's 5 11 with a 72 inch reach he's coming in at a plus 170 versus jordan levitt who's coming in at negative 200 he's 26 years old he's 59 with a 71 inch reach and for those of you who don't know about betting negative 200 means you got to lay 200 dollars on jordan levitt to make another 100 so um claudio pulas is the underdog here uh, levitt fights out of syndicate mma and last one via slam on matt weeman who's a veteran it was a pretty sweet slam at that but it, it went viral but uh jordan did, he didn't even celebrate it greatly he had a lot of respect for his opponent i liked and didn't like it i was i wish that he would embrace the the villain role and just the fact that he did was just such a cool slam but we really didn't get to see a lot of jordy and levitt um other than just a little bit of the wrestling and stuff like that so um, it's just, it's hard to tell. Claudio Pula is a young fighter too. He's, he's one year younger. Um, he's going to have one inch, one inch reach advantage and he's going to have two inches on, uh, on height. And so I, I don't like, uh, Pula th th that much. I think that he's kind of chinny. I don't, I just can't trust him. So I'm going to go with Jordan Levitt here. I think that he's going to be able to withstand this and, and win the fight and, and beat Pula's. What do you think, T? Yeah, I'm pretty much in full agreement with you. I mean, I didn't think either guy was that great. Um, Puyas, he couldn't fight, finish um, Mourinho his last fight. And I don't think he's good at all. So that was like a gimme fight. and He still couldn't finish him, you know. So uh, I think Levitt should win. Um, I'd take him by decision. Um, I, I probably won't bet this fight, but if I do, that, that's where I'm leaning. Um, but uh, next up on the card, we have um, Yusef Zalal versus Sean Woodson. Um I like Woodson here. I think he's the better technical striker. Um, I think he could pretty much dominate in the stand-up department. Um, and Zalao's takedowns, they aren't the greatest. Um, he's, he does have a route to victory on the ground if he can get him down there. Um, Woodson, he doesn't have the greatest grappling either. But um, Woodson's size advantage should be the difference in this one. Uh, so I'm leaning his way, man. What you think about it? 
Yeah, this could be interesting. Yusuf Salah is 24 years old. He's 5'10 with a 75-inch reach. He's coming off for a Sean Woodson, who's 28 years old, who's 6'2 with a 79-inch reach. Uh, Sean Woodson's going to have four inches of reach advantage. He's going to have four inches of height advantage. Uh, man, I really do like uh, Sean Woodson's game, his striking um, at that. But uh, his gas tank and heart is really the question to me. And Zalal has fought better competition and lasted all three rounds. So it's really more like a pick em. They have Sean Woodson at a negative 190. So you got to put 190 bucks to make 100. Um, you put 100 bucks on use of Zalal and you make plus 165. I think it's much more of a, a pick a pick em. But with that said, with the advantage, reach advantage in the boxing of Sean Woodson, I'm going to go with Sean Woodson here to roll. Um, I really think that he's going to end up winning it. So next up on the card, let's see. we got Marina Moroz, who's 29 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch inch reach, who's coming at the plus 145 underdog versus Manon Farat, who's negative 165 favorite, 31 years old, 5'7", with a 66-inch reach. Um, this is a decent matchup between two aggressive fighters. Uh, you know, Manon Farad showed a lot of a volume and, and, and striking diversity in her last fight that she got a W in her first debut fight. Um, Marina Moroz has kind of been here around in the, in the women's division for a while. She hasn't really impressed me that much. And, and is it's, you know, it's, it's the, the line is at negative 165 for Rod. It's just a is a hair heavy. Um, I definitely favor man, uh, man and for to win here. I'm going to pick her to win, but I just, I wish it was more of a pick em fight versus a veteran like Moroz. But what do you think of this fight T? Yeah, I, I think it could be a decent fight, too, so I'm right with you. They're both pretty aggressive, so uh, it could be decently entertaining is what I'm thinking. Um, but I kind of feel the same way you do. Uh, I, I'd take um, I'd take Fiora by decision if I, if I was going to bet this one. I was kind of leaning that way. Nice. Um, yeah, so next up on the card, we got, got Alan Patrick um, versus Mason Jones. Mason Jones lost his last fight versus Mike Davis, but the stand-up, it looked pretty solid in that fight. Patrick wants to get it to the ground, but he's not that good off his back. He's only good on the top position. So he's kind of like a one-trick pony. So um, I think it's a pretty good matchup for Mason Jones. If he doesn't get taken down, I think he'll roll. Um, you know, I, I, I might bet um, Jones ITD in this one. Um, but what you think about it, dude? Yeah, this is going to be a good fight. Alan Patrick, 37 years old, 5'11", with a 74-inch reach versus Mason Jones, who's 26 years old, 11 years younger, 5'10", and 72-inch reach. Um, the underdog here is Alan Patrick at a plus 245 number, negative 290 uh, for the favorite Mason Jones. I really like Mason Jones here. After his last fight versus the Mike Beast Boy, J Jones, or Mike Beast Boy, it was freaking amazing, man. I, I yeah, just He, he just kept coming forward, kept fighting, and, uh, you know, I believe it was on short notice he took that fight and he just looked you know pretty impressive it's hard to say impressive in a loss but mason jones did look impressive man and alan patrick he's 30 like i said 37 years old um he, he just hasn't impressed me very much he likes he's 35 11 74 inch reach he's coming off a loss to bobby green bobby green's very spotty himself he's coming off two losses in a row last one was skull uh, last one was bobby green the one before that was scott's hot sauce holtzman and then he's beaten a couple guys before that uh demir hadzovic and stevie ray um, you know, who's, you know, it's kind of whatever's. I really like Mason Jones here. I think that he's going to roll. I, I think that he's more aggressive. He's meaner. I think he's going to end up landing in the pocket and just land something devastating on Alan Patrick's uh, 
just jaw. Uh, Mason Jones, when he does get taken down, his get-up game is really sharp. He gets up fast, man. I mean, the longest someone holds him down his whole career is about one minute, and uh, he's just put right back up. So I really like that, and I like his aggression, and I also like the 11 years younger um, and with the cardio and all that. But uh, I want to say shout-out to Primetime himself, uh, MMA for Money, Jason Torello, one of the best betters himself, MMAformoney.com. Shout out to Kick Your Bass, uh, Justin Williams. I saw you in here. Appreciate you guys all in the chat being active. Uh, Vinita Brayland, appreciate to seeing you in here, sweetie. Uh, always nice to see you. Jamie Birch, all you guys who support the MA for Money show, I just can't thank you guys enough. So, like I said, with that said, Mason Jones, I really believe he's just going to absolutely dominate here and just kill uh, Alan Petrick. Yeah, this seems like the UFC is kind of lobbing it up for him. He just needs to show up, take care of it. Yeah, so – um let's see next up we have francisco trinaldo 42 years old folks 5'9 70 70 inch reach versus muslim salikov who's uh 36 years old himself 5'11 with a 69 and a half inch reach um the elder is way towards uh trinaldo's side um the size advantage and height is going to go to muslim the reach advantage by half inch says it goes to trinaldo but i'm really iffy about that i really think the size advantage is going to be just really big here um, he, he's literally Trinaldo reminds me of just the, the kid in little, when you were little league or pony baseball and all-stars that you're like, you're playing the 12 year old kid and he's got like whiskers and mustache already. And you get you and your dad and the coaches are wondering like, is that kid legally a kid still? Like, I don't, he's from team Cuba or something. That's what Francisco Trinaldo looks like. He looks like that kid from, from Cuba who snuck in there with a birth certificate from his, from someone else. But, uh, I, I just don't, I just, I think it's, it's time that father time is going to catch up to Francisco. Francisco Trinaldo, Muslim striking ability is just amazing. I like the the way that he just is all around mix is all around game, especially his striking. I think he's gonna be able to keep uh, Trinaldo kind of at bay and be able to win here at the negative two twenty five number. It is a little steep versus a veteran like Francisco Trinaldo, who's uh you know yeah. been here and fought absolutely everyone. I personally am not betting this fight, but uh, if I did have to pick a fight, gun to my head, Muslim Salikov, give me him by decision. What do you think, T? Yeah, I mean, it's two counter-strikers, so it, it might not be the most exciting fight. I'm probably going to start off slow, too. Um, but, you know, Trinaldo, like you said, he's getting up there in age, and that's probably why the line is what it is. Um, but he's never been finished, so that's that's the catch-22. But it, it could be that time. So um, it, it's probably most likely going to end up being a decision, but with Trinaldo getting up there, that ITD could be worth a shot. That's what I was thinking. Um but next up on the card, we'll have uh, Tanner Bozier versus Ilar Latifi. Um, both fighters are coming off losses in their last fight. Uh, Bozier, he has the advantage in the stand-up department. I, th- I think Latifi, he's got the grappling advantage. If Bozier can get out the clinch and keep some space, I think he'll win this one. I haven't seen enough from Bozier in the grappling department for me to bet him. Uh, I might take a shot with Latifi at the dog money. But uh, what you thinking, man? Yeah, this is going to be a fun fight to watch. You have, uh, let's see, Tanner Bozer, 29 years old, height 6'2", reach is 75 and a half inch. Is He's a negative 200 favorite versus Ilir Latifi, who's plus 170 underdog, 37 years old, height 5'10", and a 75-inch reach. You know, Ilir Latifi, you know, let's get it right off the bat. World-class wrestler. Um, you know, I love wrestlers. I love the, the ground game and then that type of stuff, but – he is always outmatched. It doesn't matter where he is, where he's fighting. He seems to be always outmatched. It doesn't matter if it's 205. 
He should be fighting at 185. This isn't 205 anymore, folks. This is the big boys. This is two, up to 265. Tanner Bozer, for the first time ever, um, has had, he's had similar problems himself. He's, he's a little bit outsized. He'd be a guy that would just do well in like a 230-pound division if they have it. Um, just seems to, you know, when he fights guys that are 265 pounds, just gets overpowered and just outworked. His striking is really good. He moves good for a big guy. Um, I think that he's going to be able to play with Elir Latifi at range, um, but he's just got to be weary of the takedown game of Elir Latifi. If he lets Elir Latifi get too close, I mean, and he's going to go for a ride. Um, I, I, you know, people are comparing that Elir Latifi couldn't take down uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. That's a whole, that's 265 pounds and a whole lot different um, of athleticism, in my opinion. But Tanner Bozer here is just, to me, is more athletic. He's younger. He's four inches taller. Um, he only has a half-inch reach advantage, as they're saying, but he's the better all-around striker. And if he can keep this up off, off the ground, I believe he will win here. But that's a big if, if Ilir Latifi can't get him on the ground. But this is big. This is heavyweights. How much? How many pounds has Ilir Latifi put on for this fight? I'm curious to see him on the scale because I'm, I'm, I feel like he's going to come in like Ben Askren for the Jake Paul fight, all flabby and fat. I really don't think that he's going to be coming in here healthy. I think he's going yeah, to come in. It's a big size disadvantage. Th this is crazy. This stupid. I'm going with Tanner Bozer all day. I think that the size advantage is going to come to play. Um, the the years younger, the eight years younger is going to come into play. So I'm going to go with Tanner Bozer here, but you got to be uh, wary of the takedown game of Ear Latif. Yeah, that, if he gets him on the ground, he's in trouble. But, yeah, he's so big, man. It's like crazy size advantage, um, disadvantage in this one. Yeah, nice. Thank you for the super hard award, Mel B, and all you guys who've chipped in there. Uh, thank you, Papa Prime. I saw J Jamie Birch, uh, Ryan Richardson, our sponsor. Uh, absolutely amazing. Thank you, brother. Thank you, all you guys for supporting the show, the 76 of you live, so, yeah, and the 13 of you that have awarded us awards. So, uh, yeah, so with, that, so with that said, who do you got, who do you got in that fight? I, I said I would take Latifi just at a dog price, but, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying with Bozier. Just yeah, Latifi, no worries. With the grappling – if the price is right, especially live, you know, if they throw something out there. I, I, I kind of betting. I, we're not betting this, folks, so don't get it twisted. I think T is correct. I think that there is value on Elir Latifi because I love wrestling, and he, all he does need is one takedown possibly to end this fight. Um, but Elir Latifi doesn't have that great of jiu-jitsu, so I still don't trust him that much. But uh, uh, he's the veteran. He's got way more experience here, so I believe that the, the dog I mean, money. That's a 50-pound difference, bro. That's uh, big. It's it's gonna be weird, bro. I Ilatifi was under outsized at uh, at two or five pounds. So I mean, yeah. it's it, I just you know I can't say enough about it. Tanner Bozer, he should roll here, but uh, like I said, we don't have any uh, any dog in this race. Uh, Ilatifi is a wrestler, and I don't like betting against uh, world class wrestlers. But this is another heavyweight fight. Like I said, we don't even bet heavyweight fights um, very often. But next up on the card, we have. Uh, you know, it's going to be one of my favorite fights of the night is because we have the ladies starting right now. It's Montana De La Rosa, 26 years old, 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. She's uh, going to go up against Ariana Lipsky, who's plus 220, 27 years old, 5'6", with a 67-and-a-half-inch reach, 67-inch reach. Um, let's just start out right away. Ariana Lipsky is absolutely a beautiful man. I mean, her, her body, her face, her lips. I mean, I, she does not look like a fighter. She's one of the, she is one of those girls that she looks exactly like a beautiful Brazilian girl, uh, like a model. It's hard to take her serious, but she does have a mean, uh, a mean leg lock game. She has a, a, some, we call it the queen of violence. I'm hesitant to, to label her that, but uh, Rosa fights out of elevation, elevation fight team with Justin Gaethy, Jude Dober, Neil Magny, has great examples, 
rounder. I've had to train at a high level, but her re- her record is kind of suspect. Alternating wins and losses, beat really only lower caliber women's A fighters. Lipsky isn't that low bottom of the barrel, but it, she's super close to there. But she has uh, changed teams recently, and she's went to ATT Florida to train with Nunez. Um, uh, Marie, uh, Moroz, who's fighting tonight uh, on this card, and so a lot of other uh, f- good fighters over there at ATT that she gets to actually train with. This is the first time she hasn't been training in Brazil, so I'm curious to see what the what Lipsky has taken into her game over this period of time. But I just feel like it's a little too short period of time to face someone like Montana De La Rosa, who's got the jujitsu edge and the better wrestling, because that takes so many years to get uh, going. But um, I do like that Lipsky's moved over to ATT Florida, who's one of my favorite camps with Mike Brown and the likes. Um, great examples over there, just in general, uh, of all around mixed martial arts. So I'm going to be going with uh, Montana De La Rosa, but uh, don't get it twisted if Aaron Lana Lipsky uh, just advanced uh, real far in her short time over at ATT. What do you think about that fight, T? Yeah, I mean, De La Rosa, she's going to be the best grappler um, Lipsky's ever faced. So I'm just looking for Rosa to just dominate her on the ground. But at minus 260, I won't be betting on that. So uh, I'll be passing. Uh, but um, should be, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. should be pretty entertaining. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but next up on the card, we'll have um, Maquan Americani versus um, Camilla Kirk. Uh well, it's actually different on here, but um, did they change this fight or something? Uh, no, it's Kirk. What do you got? That's weird. It's listed Kirk when I press it. The wrong pick comes up on the site. That's UFC. Yeah, Camilla Kirk. Um, UFC can never trust UFC. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Billion, million dollar, millions and millions of dollars UFC has in their website. It's Wednesday, it's absolute too. garbage. Move to Wednesday. So, Should have that shit updated. Dude, they're garbage, dude. So sorry to interrupt you. But um, no, it's a it's a must win fight for Americani. Um, Kirk he also took the fight on short notice. Um, Amir's ground game and his experience is much greater than Kirk. The, the problem with Amir is he hasn't he hasn't beat good competition. You know, so when he's faced that, he's lost it. But Kirk isn't um bad on the ground, but he just can't hang with Americani. So I maybe look look to take Amir by sub in this fight. What you think about it, man? Yeah, Makwan Americani, 32 years old, uh, 5'10", 72-inch reach, fighting Kamala Kirk, who's 27 years old, 5'10", with a 75-inch reach. So three inches of reach advantage is going to go over to Kirk uh, in the standing department, but he's a BJJ black belt, but pretty much all you can say uh, good about him. He's taking this fight um, on short notice, and, you know, I I just – you can't bet on guys who are coming off – coming – into the UFC on short notice. He's coming off two win, uh, two wins when one of the guys he beat was 20 and 10. It's like 20 and fucking 10. Like, that guy sucked, man. I mean, it's it, like, you can't even count that. The other dude was eight and three, and it's sure shit wasn't UFC caliber. And then he lost two times, once by decision, the other by punches uh, by Billy Quarantino, who's now in the UFC. So no way in hell could I be picking Kirk on short notice. I expect Mr. Finland to play Monopoly all over that ass and pass go easily. Give me uh, Mr. Finland by decision. I don't think he's going to get a sub. Uh, only if uh, Kirk gasses. I think he uh, he... Because of the black belt of Kirk, I think he's going to have the defense. I don't yeah. know where he got the black belt from specifically, so that's in that's a question a question on the black belt. But because I'm going to respect that he has it, I'm going to say that he has the the heart and the the defense to hand fight and to not get choked out. So I think I'm uh, Mach One's going to win a decision here, and it should be a, a pretty easy easy decision for him in, in that case. So that's the last fight of the prelims. On to the main card. Um, 
Yeah, the first matchup we'll have on the main card is going to be Tom Breeze versus Antonio Arroyo. Um, you know, both fighters start fast, so should start out pretty good. But I, I look for Breeze to be able to keep the pace. Um, I think Breeze is pretty much um, Breeze is pretty much better everywhere. Should be able to figure Arroyo out pretty fast, so it should be an easy dub for him. Um, he just needs to avoid that kick that Arroyo has. Um, at two minus two forty five, I don't think I'm going to be betting it. Um, uh, I'm kind of leaning maybe take Breeze by decision if I bet it. Uh, but what you think about it, man? Yeah, this should be an interesting fight. You got Tom Breeze, he's 29 years old, 6'3", 73 and a half inch reach. He's first going off against Antonio Arroyo, who's 31 years old. He's got he's 6'3 himself, 73 and a half inch reach. Both these guys are identical in every department, height and reach. Um, it's going to be super interesting. Uh, the Brazilian Arroyo is coming off of two losses. Both he lost by unanimous decision. One being uh, Darion Wynn, who's a uh, we call him a mini Daniel Cormier, who's two sizes too small. Um, I usually love to find a spot to uh, fade Breeze, but this is a spot where I can't find a reason to bet either guy. A Royal loves to uh, lose as much as Breeze, and Breeze will quit at any moment. So it's literally um, kind of a toss-up, uh, the battle of the shitties. Yes, Breeze has more experience, but uh, these guys are the exact same size, the height and reach. I just, I'm going to go with the underdog here because I can't lay 245 on Breeze. There's no way ever, never. Not even versus my sister, yeah, where I lay two forty five <laughs> on Breeze to to beat my sister. So I'm going Antonio Royal underdog pick. Do not pick. Uh, do not bet on this fight because I have uh, personal dislike to Tom Breeze. I'm trying to keep it as professional as possible. I I don't have no, anything good to say about the Breeze, and so I'm going to be going with Antonio Royo. So do not bet this fight out of my pure hatred. That's why I do not bet this fight is out of pure hatred because my hatred for Tom Breeze is so high that I could be blinded, and I don't want to do that. So I'm blocking that, and I'm going to deflect it, and I'm going to pick Antonio Royo. Um, I think he could just do an, uh, give an get an upset here because Tom Breeze he's going to look real good for about one round, and if if Antonio Royo just defends and looks good for a round. And a little bit more, he could actually win this fight. So I He's think he got that some I, nice kicks too. So catches yeah. him with one of them. He catches out. him with a, a kick to the liver, a kick to the body. He's gonna. He has a chance to put Tom Breeze down. So I, I like I said, don't bet your money, don't bet your house on this. And remember, with a disclaimer, that Real Mike dislikes Tom Breeze. And so with that said, Antonio Arroyo to win this fight. Let's see. Next up on the card. We have Dusko Todorovic. He's 27 years old, 6'1", 74-inch reach, at, and he's going off against Gregory Rodriguez, who's 29 years old, 6'3", with 76-inch reach advantage. I mean, right off the bat, they call Gregory Rodriguez RoboCop, but, man. That's he a lit, perfect name, RoboCop. Uh, it's kind of perfect. If RoboCop was 60 years old, I mean. It's That's kind of, what I'm saying. Just, RoboCop's old I, as hell. Well, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess it's called Terminator, whatever it may be. But, dude, the guy looks 60 for real, and it, it's – you know, it's crazy, bro, but it is what it is. Dusko's coming off a KO loss to Punaheli Soriano. Um, I'm not quite sold on Dusko. He got flatlined, and I think that the power goes to Gregory. All size advantage goes to Gregory. He's two inches taller. He's going to have two inches reach advantage. Um, he's got some really mean kicks. I think that uh, I'm going to go with the dog or pass here. I'm going to go with Gregory Rodriguez uh, to land a mean high kick uh, on Dusko Tordorvik and uh, to end his night. What do you think about that one, T? Yeah, man, that's what I got in my notes. I was like, I can't believe uh, Rodriguez is 29, but I thought he was like 42 when I saw him. <laughs> Shit, that's crazy, though. But I'm not hating on him, though. I mean, he's pretty good. Um, 
you know, he's coming into the fight with some momentum, having finished his last two wins. And then you got um, Todovaric, and, you know, he he's coming off his first loss via KO. So uh, Gray's got some momentum coming in here, too. Um, you know, they'll be in a smaller octagon as well, and, and Greg's pretty aggressive. So I'm kind of leaning his way. I like him here. Um, you know, uh, ITD is probably an option, too, because I don't think this one's going to get to the um, – to the final bell. I think somebody's going to get someone in this one. Um, but nice. All right. Next up on the card, um, we've got Ponzinibbio versus Miguel Baeza. Um, uh, you want me to go first? Um, no, nah, I got it, man. My okay. bad. Um, Ponzinibbio, you know, he got KO'd by Leah's last fight. I really don't like how he went down in that one. Uh, he kind of got touched and just fell so i'm kind of weary you know about this it didn't seem like a bomb hit him or anything like that and he's starting to get older i think he he's got four minutes of fight time in the cage over the last two years i think and then you know you got the up-and-comer baiza and so Ponzinibbio, he's got a significant experience as but i, I just don't know if i could back him just because of the way he got knocked out last time so i'm kind of weary on um, but what you think about this one man yeah, Santiago Ponzinibbio, 34 years old, six foot, 73 inch reach, the Argentinian at that. I love Argentina. So versus Miguel Beza, who's 28 years old, 6'2", with a 74 and a half inch reach. Uh, Ponzinibbio fights at AT&T, uh, Florida. Right there. Uh, Ponzinibbio fights at AT&T, Florida. Um, you know, he's got tons of experience. He's been in there with the ladder of, uh, some of the best of the UFC, but he's kind of just like weaseled his way through. He's poked a couple of fighters in the eye, uh, and then, and then knocked him out. And so I, I just, I really don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, Pontanibio's game anymore. He's getting older. He's going to be six years, uh, the elder here. He's going to be two years short or two, <laughs> two years shorter. He's going to be two inches shorter. He's going to have an inch and a half, uh, one inch and a half reach advantage, disadvantage. I just, I really like Mago Beza. I like his kicking. I like his standup. Um, but he's, you know, he's 10 and 0. I, I, I just, it's hard to bet on, um, Versus a veteran like Ponzinibbio, when you're, you know, you're such a newcomer like Baez, yeah, that's, that's ten and zero. But I, but I fucking like this kid, dude. I like Miguel Baez. I almost bet this as another the other second bet of the night. Um, this card was kind of weird and firing bets. I didn't want to just fire off some bullshit, but uh, I really do like Miguel Baez at the negative one thirty price tag. So if you want to put one hundred thirty dollars down on Miguel uh, to win here to win you a hundred, I think that it's a good bet. I think that he's just going to be too much for Ponzinibbio. Um, I, but with I'm that said, I'm gonna sprinkle on the KO on this one because, like yeah. I said, that the way he got touched, Lee touched his chin. I didn't like that last fight. It wasn't a yeah. hard shot, man. Yeah, it it wasn't hard at all. So I I can't I can't go with it. So be it Miguel Beza ten to zero. I think he's gonna be eleven to zero after this fight. Um, and just uh, silence the Argentinian. And, and so, sorry to say that all all our Argentinian fans. I love Argentina and Argentinian barbecue. Got so bomb steak. It's, yeah, oh, it's so, so good. good. That entraña <laughs> is just so good. But uh, next up on the card is our only bet of the night. It's Roman Daldiz, who's 32 years old, who's 6'2", with a 76-inch reach, versus uh, Lorano Strapoli, uh, who's 28 years old, 6'1", with a 71-and-a-half-inch reach. Uh, the U Ukrainian Daldiz last fought against Kevin Giles in a fight that could have gone either way, in my opinion. Um, the size advantage here is going to be tremendous, man. Uh, it's one, uh, Daldiz is one inches. In, in height, but he's going to have four and a half inches re in reach advantage on the on the hand. So I just really like uh, the the more experience and the elder. I think that Doldiz 
uh, is as good as Stropoli, if not better in every aspect. Uh, Stropoli is another is one of the only two Argentinian fighters on the card. Um, and like I, like I said earlier, and I think that uh, Stropoli is actually going to be meat here for Doldiz. I think Doldiz eats him up, whether it's on the feet or the ground. I do not see a way that Stropoli bullies him around. Uh, Stropoli's taking this fight on short notice. He's going to have a size disadvantage. He's uh, also going up in weight. Uh, I mean, like, there's so many things that I like about this fight for Roman Doldiz. So I'm going to be laying down the 1.4 units on Roman Doldiz uh, to most likely win a decision here versus Stropoli uh, possibly finish him. So let's fucking go, baby. Roman Doldiz. 1.4 units. Next up. On the, it, oh, you got it. Next up, right? Yep. Let's get it. Uh, keep the train rolling. Uh, yeah, next up on the card, we'll have uh, Walt Harris versus uh, Marcin Tabura. Uh, you know, I like Tabura in this matchup. Uh, I think he's got the grappling advantage. You know, if he can get it in the clinch and take Walt Harris down, he's got an easy path to victory, in my opinion. Harris's cardio is just trash. I, I I was a victim of that the last time I was um in in the shitty ground game that he's got. Um, I took an L, so I I like to burr in this matchup. But uh, what you thinking, man? Yeah, if I want to say shout out to Ted Hicks in the chat, it just gave us three awards. I appreciate so much for the high five award, the super hard award, the stay thank safe you. award. I just really can't thank you enough for all the you ninety three you live watching. Uh, given the twenty plus awards that we've gotten. We just literally love doing this, and we do it for you guys in the Cash Bets. Uh, one of the only free shows out there that has a winning is winning. Um, there's some touts that it, that do this for money, and they don't win at a high as high of a clip as we do. So, with that said, um, we were going to Walt Harris versus Marcin Tibera. Uh, Walt Harris, 37 years old, 6'5", 81 inch reach, facing Marcin Tibera is 35 years old, 6'3", with 78 inch reach. Uh, right away, right off the bat, you see two inches in height uh, advantage for Walt Harris. You see three inches uh, height or reach advantage for Walt Harris. Again, I think the Walt Harris is going to be a lot bigger and stronger. I think this is a great fight for him to come back and to uh, to get a win here after his uh, daughter's death. I think it really greatly affected him mentally. Um, if you don't know the story, look up the story of Walt Harris's daughter. Uh, super sad, but uh, I don't. As a father, I can't even imagine what he he's gone through. Uh, losing his daughter, and, and especially the manner that he did. So I just really do like Walt Harris. I like his story. Mycin Tabura's got good striking. Don't don't get me wrong, uh, but he's he's kind of flat footed. He doesn't. He's not very mobile. Um, he's kind of wishy washy. Um, you know, he's coming off four wins in a row that will kind of blind you. Uh, it's first Hard, Hardy, Rothwell, Grisham, and Spivak. Um, the only notable name on there is Ben Rothwell. But oh, Ben Rothwell is kind of uh, wishy washy himself too. So uh, I really can't. You know favor anything uh, of Tiberius way he's negative 165 favorite I like Walt Harris here I think the Walt Harris's power um, could surprise Tibera and that this is a chance for him to get a W here so I'm going to be going with uh, Walt Harris to finish uh, Marcin Tibera and win this fight and then last fight of the night the main event of the evening. Sad to say that this is the main event of the evening. It's it's just crazy, the, the fights that we're getting, folks. But we have uh, Jairo Rosenstruck versus uh, Augusto Sakai. Uh, Rosenstruck is 33 years old, 6'4", uh, with 78-inch reach. Uh, Sakai is 30 years old, 6'3", with a 77-inch reach. Um, Rosenstruck is ATT Florida, so he's got a, a bunch of training partners, whether it's wrestling or striking. Uh, ATT has got a plethora of options. Um, Rosenstruck said in an interview lately that he's, he's, you know, his recent losses are because he doesn't strike first. He's been hesitant to strike. And so he's not going to be doing that. He's going to be striking first. 
And I feel like uh, he's going to come out here and just be real aggressive in the onset of the fight. And he's going to be able to take the lead. And then these big boys, once they take the lead, the damage just it pays off uh, greatly. So I'm going to be going with uh, Rosenstruck here to, to get a win. I think that Sakai uh, is not that Sakai's uh, not bad. I just, he's just, he's kind of, it's not UFC caliber fighting, man. I, I, you know, we'll talk next week and we could, I could be wrong, but if Sakai yeah, beats missing something, man. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm either missing something or Rosenstruck's just going to win easily. But with that said, I'm going uh, Jair Rosenstruck to win by devastation versus Augusto Sakai. Um, who do you got here on this one, T? Yeah, I kept it simple, man. I, I like Rosenstruck here big time. I, I think he's got the power advantage. The only thing about Sakai is that, you know, he's he's kind of crafty. Yeah, I kind of got to watch that he doesn't take down on uh, Rosenstruck if he's being too too aggressive at the start. And, and you got to watch the leg kicks. But I, I think Rosenstruck is going to catch them in the chin at some point and just, you know, put them down. And, and I'll be betting the um, money line. I am probably the KO. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I agree. So with that said, that will be the, the end of the event for the UFC Vegas 28. Um, we appreciate all you guys alive, all the awards that you guys given us. Um, hopefully we can keep this winning streak going and uh, cash is bet for you this weekend. Only one bet this week because I didn't feel uh, like I needed to fire uh, when I when there wasn't that much to fire on. So um, we appreciate all you guys who support the MMA for Money show. Make sure you go to MMAforMoney.com. Get yourself a NASCAR package. I say it every freaking week folks nascar package he's hit again last week times two i mean i don't know what you guys want me to do like he literally wins them so often it's not funny it will pay for itself mma4money.com get a nascar package get a premium package i promise you will be part of the team you'll be winning it is, it, is it, it will pay for itself um, you know, so I just wanted to say thank you to all the people live on HAPS who's the support of the show. Uh, every single one of you, just all the awards. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on your platform of choice Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, RSS feeds, and HAPS. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube for both full length shows as well as smaller tidbits to get you through the week. Like, comment, and share, and spread the word. And with that, let's roll. Mm-hmm.